Good morning. I'm Dick Jacob. I'm one of the elders. We have two passages of Scripture this morning. The first is from Ezekiel 37, 1 through 4. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones, and he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. The second passage is from 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 15 through 18. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Good morning. <clears throat> Good morning. <laughs> I thought my, I had something in my throat and you didn't hear me the first time. I didn't know. Well, I am, um, it is my honor uh, to be here this morning. Um, of course, this is the second time I'm preaching this message and the, the first service that, you know, that's a wild bunch. Uh, they were really, really, really uh, excited. And I, I think one of the things that, um, got me excited was, you know, going, in, going into this week is really understanding this, this entire process um, of preparing for this message as well. But this is, um, and, I, and I didn't mention this earlier, but this is October, which is um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, you know, there are a lot of survivors uh, in the room, uh, my wife being one of them, um, you know, a survivor of breast cancer for the last 11 years. So I wanted to... Um, uh, just recognize any survivors and or family members who you may have as survivors. Uh, if you could just stand, please. Um, and people that have been affected uh, by breast cancer as well. God bless every one of you. Well, my name is Andre Jones, and I am one of your elders here. And, you know, it... it says it right here on my badge. It says elder. And I, I've uh, come to love this badge because I can't get rid of it. You know, we've, we've tried to pull it off. I'm trying to throw it away and it keeps coming back. Just pops right there on my chest. And it's one of those things that when you're called by God to do something, you can't get rid of it. Every one of us here, under the sound of my voice, if you walk into this building, You've been called to do something. It's not because you're an elder. It's not because you're a pastor. It is because you are a believer. And you've been called to do several things. We're going to talk about a few things today that you've been called to do. The most important one, and hear this, the most important one is prayer. 
I'm going to give you a little bit of history about myself, just a few of the big nuggets. I was born and raised in the panhandle of Florida. Uh, I was a medical specialist in the Air Force, uh, where I also went to school. I served in several operations, including uh, Desert Storm and Operation Just Cause, and I lived in Texas for over 20 years. I've been married to my beautiful wife, uh, Lillian, for over 23 years. Um, we've been born-again believers for over 20 years. We moved to Memphis in 2009 where, um, you know, I worked for Macy's, and I've been working for Macy's for about 22 years. I just retired from Macy's about three months ago. And it, it's one of those things that um, uh, it was hard for me to do, uh, to, to leave something I've been doing for a long time. But it's also being obedient to the Word of God. Now I'm having fun working at the Memphis Zoo. And it's been a joy. Um, and also, um, I just started uh, seminary uh, last month. Um, there's been a major change and a shakeup in my life. And it started when I accepted the call to be an elder. I can tell you that, you know, I'm probably going to step on a few toes this morning, but I want to apologize in advance. It, it won't hurt very long. It'll just be a couple of little squeaks. It, it, I, I promise you it won't hurt as bad, bad. Okay? Is, are, are you with me? Okay, just making sure. Now, you, you came into service this morning, and, and a lot of you said, how are you? You said some, someone, you said, how are you? And, you know, everybody gives that same response, that typical comfortable response. I'm good. You lied. <laughs> You've been out there in the world all week long. You've been catching a lot of stuff. You've been holding on to some stuff. So. You came to church, this place, where it's safe to discuss some of these things. You go through different valleys in life. I think for, for all of us, we, we, we are in different points in our lives, even in a church, where sometimes we're in, a, in church and it's a great place to be. Everything is working great. I mean, look at it, this, this beautiful picture up here. It's lush, it's green. It's a almost postcard look. Everything looks good. How are you? It looks good. Things change. They start to getting better. Things look really good. You go from one mountaintop to the next, and you're, you're going through these different valleys, these different places in your life, and it feels good. And then God drops you into another valley. One that doesn't feel so good. We talk about it, I'm reminded of uh, Psalm, the 23rd Psalm. It says, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, there's times in our lives where we go through some tough times. There are times in our lives where we have to examine ourselves, and God calls us to do that. But he's taken us through that. 
He takes us through these valleys. In Ezekiel 37, it tells us, and God asks the question, can these dry bones live? Thirteen times prior to Ezekiel 37, thirteen times God was preparing Ezekiel and, and actually had him prophesy thirteen times prior to that point. Just get him ready for this impossible task. And we get to Ezekiel 37, it says, The hand of the Lord was on me. He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among the bones. He wanted him to really get a good picture of what he was in. He wanted him to understand that this is an impossible situation. And he says, I saw a great many bones on the floor, and the bones were very dry. He asked, son of man, can these dry bones live? And I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. I can't imagine God asking me that question, having not brought me through a situation. Sometimes he brings you into a situation where you think, this is an impossible task. Sickness, pain, whatever it may be. This is an impossible situation that I really can't deal with. And on the surface, this doesn't feel like a message of hope. But it is. Three things jump out about the vision that God gave Ezekiel. God had placed him in a valley that was covered with bones. This is a low, low, low place. It's a valley. This is a low place that was devoid of life, devoid of hope. A very hopeless situation. The second thing, when God asks Ezekiel, he says, can these dry bones live? He just wanted to prove a point to Ezekiel. He says, even though this situation looks impossible for you and I for, as, as human beings, as people, nothing is impossible for God. God required Ezekiel to do something. You notice this bag when I walked up here, uh, you know, when I, when I dropped it on the stage. It, who came here to receive something today? Let me see your sore hands. Put them up high. If you came here to receive something today, show me. All right. So if you didn't come here to receive something, that means you came to give something. It's, you know, it's a give and take situation. Now, we, and I have some things here in my bag. You know, my bag goes everywhere I go, you know, because we all have bags. We all of us do. The third thing Ezekiel said, well, let me go back up a minute. Charles Spurgeon said it best. He says, God, God did not ask this question for his own information, but for the prophets. The Lord wanted him to realize the difficulties of the work which he was called, that he might be driven to more completely rely on God and not upon himself. 
You see, God needed Ezekiel to understand that he was in control and was working through Ezekiel. I'm going to tell you a quick little story. A little over two years ago, while working for Macy's, I, I got promoted uh, to uh, store manager at Wolf Chase. And shortly after, myself and the store manager at Dillard's, you know, we're, we're competitors, you know, we, we kind of had a, a beef with each other, disagreement, a difference. And he had a very negative reputation. And people knew my reputation. They knew I was a Christian. They knew I, 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 I didn't lose my temper and so forth. But we decided that we need to have a conversation. So let's, we met, we said, we're going to meet over lunch and just have a conversation and talk about a few things, get some things straight. So we went to lunch. And as I'm sitting there waiting for our food, you know, the tension is growing. The tension is high. And I'm starting to give him my store manager look of displeasure. He's giving me his look of displeasure. And then the food comes, and we say, let's pray. Both of us say it almost simultaneously. First, I thought he was trying to mess with me. I thought he was trying to manipulate the situation because he knew a Christian. He's like, oh, he's trying to play me, okay? I'm not having it. So we pray, and then he starts to tell me about what God is doing in his life. And I'm like, this conversation is not going the way I thought it was going to go. I'm supposed to be giving you a piece of my mind right now. And then I explained to him what God was doing in my life. Turns out he was a deacon at Bellevue. Like what? And you act like this? Okay. Speed forward two years later, we prayed with each other from time to time, encouraged one another from time to time. He called me up, sent me a text every now and then. Two years later, Sheldon is his name. He's, he's now a missionary in Mexico. Sold everything he had, including his suits. And that's when I knew it was real, because he sold his suits. And moved his entire family to Mexico and became a missionary. And two years later, I stand before you here, no longer store manager at Macy's, but your elder. I look at transformations like this because this is being obedient to the Word of God and the call on our lives. Sometimes things don't go the way that we planned on them going. I did not plan on standing up here on a Sunday morning and preaching to you as an elder at this stage in my life. I had these other plans. But God had some different ones. But we all have to be obedient. Because I'll tell you, I, I, I did not want to give up that money. I'm just being real with you. I didn't want to give up the money. And so it took me a while before I could say yes 
you know, some of the other elders that, that came to me and, and asked, will you do it? I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> I, really, I really don't know because I don't have the time. I remember standing up in front of, in front of you guys in the cafeteria. We were, we were, we were having a, a dinner one night, and I told you, I didn't have the time. I needed more time. But God said, I'll give you some time. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to have me quit my job. And remember that, that whole phrase of how are you? And we talked about um, those lies that we tell from time to time. You know, sometimes, let me get Pastor Dan to help me up here on stage. Sometimes we have to be obedient to what God is telling us. You know, we walk around out in the world picking up things and carrying baggage that you really don't want to carry, but you just got it. And then you come into church. This is where I kind of step on some toes. I'm sorry. You come into church and somebody says, Hey, Andre, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Are, are you sure? You look, you look a little weighted down. You look a little weary. <sighs> I got it, man. I got it. I'm good. I'm it, just… Uh, it looks like you're carrying some weight, though. I, I mean, is that something that you want to talk about? Can I, can uh, I help you? Uh, I got it. You know, it, it just had a, you know, you know I, I, I got it. I'm good. I'm good. Are you sure? It really looks like I'm it's good. weighing you down. We could pray about that. Nah, nah. Go pray with somebody else. I got this, man. You know, we, we good. I'm good. Okay. Love you. Okay. <laughs> But that's usually what we do. That's kind of how it plays out. But all week long, I've been picking up stuff. Hey, Andre, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Are you sure you look a little weary today? You, you, look, you look like you're weighted down with some things. I, uh, you know. Share with me. Share with me. I'm, I'm concerned about you. I want to pray with you. I, I, uh, I love that. You know, I love that. Um, what's, what's weighting you down? Yeah, well, you know what? My dog bit me, um, one, um, and, you know, I, I had an accident in my car, and, you know, I, I, there's been a lot of things that have been weighing on me, you know, some financial issues, and uh, it, there's been a, a few other things. I just, I, I do need your prayer. Yeah, can we, can we confidentially talk about what's burdening you, and Absolutely. I can pray for you? Absolutely. What's because burdening you? There's what's all kinds of things that are, that are happening in my life, and I, I just want to be able to kind of unpack a few things, um, and I think... One, you know, I've, I've been experiencing a lot of different feelings. And, you know, these feelings have been coming upon me all week long. And, you know, I, I've been getting into some… You've been struggling with bitterness. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I've, I've been feeling a little bit fearful of what I might do, what yeah. I might say to people That's as definitely well. something we can pray about. Yeah. You know, I, and, I, and I'm and, feeling… And anger. A little bit You're of anger. Struggling with anger. I, I am a let's, little let's bit. Let's take that to the Lord. I, I, you know, 1 Peter 5 and 7 tells us that. Pastor, doesn't it say, you know, cast your cares unto him because he cares for us? Yeah. Yeah. And shame. Shame always follows. Yeah. yeah. That, that we definitely can bring that before the Lord. Yeah. And, and I think for me, I have a lot of things that, are, that I just want to pull out and I need to talk about. There's some yeah. things that, that are just, I'm feeling that are just problems that I need to, to carry. And I, and I know I have some other things that 
Pastor, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there's some things that I don't know if I'm ready to deal with them yet. I mean, there's some things that I got some skeletons that, that I need to, to deal with. You sure do. <laughs> and, <laughs> but the Word tells us to cast our cares. Yeah. Well, let's, let's do this. Let me pray for you now. And then I make a commitment that I will continue to pray for you. Absolutely. And I will bring you regularly before the Lord in prayer. Let's, Thank you. Let's take, take these burdens to the Lord in prayer right now. Thank you. And that's what we should do. But we don't. We don't. Every week, and I'm being honest with you guys, every week we have a call for prayer. And this altar is empty. God requires something of us. And he requires us to pray. We have an obligation to be obedient to the word of God. Just like Ezekiel. He was obedient in that process. I think... When we get real with each other, the Word says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. My power is made perfect when? In weakness. When you're weak, that's when He shows up. He, and you think about in Ezekiel and those dry bones, that was the time that He's going to show up. When all hope <laughs> is lost. Kind of reminds me of um, something that we've been going through for the last few years. There's been some hopeless situations. We felt kind of hopeless. Be real with you. A lot of people left the church. But we didn't pray. We have to pray. Now, I'm going to play a, a quick little video, and I want you to uh, take notice of a few things that are said here in this video. That scene punched me in the gut. There was one line there that says, your identity will be tied to whatever you give your heart to to whatever you give your heart to. That punched me right here. You got to remember, we're called to do certain things, and, and number one, we're called to pray. But how are you? How are you going to deal with disappointments in your life? How are you going to allow God to use you. <laughs> How are you going to make that next tough decision? I love acronyms, and one I love that I heard last week was Bible. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Love that. But here's another acronym. How? 
We're going to start with that, how are you? The H stands for hear. Hear the word. Romans 10 and 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Amplified kind of breaks it down even, even further. It says, so faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. The O, the O in how is for obey. We've been talking about this series of obedience for the next three weeks. I love that last scripture there because this is the one that <laughs> kind of helps us steer me. 2 Timothy 2 and 22, it says, to flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness. Faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Flee youthful passions. I had some youthful passions, but I had to flee. But you have to obey. As a follower of Christ, that's what we're called to do. And the W is for walk. Walk in the Word. 1 Peter 5 and 7, these are the most important ones I want you to get today. 1 Peter 5 and 7 says to cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And in 1 Thessalonians, you heard in the beginning, in 1 Thessalonians it says to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. That is the most important thing that we can do. As followers of Christ, we have to pray. You have to pray. You have to pray. Even you have to pray. You definitely have to pray. <laughs> Just messing with you. But we all have to what? Mm-mm. Try it over again here one time. We all have to what? Okay. Without ceasing. Ooh, that, was, that came from an elder back there. I heard that. We have to pray. And when we're walking in the Word, we also have to remind ourselves. Just as God <laughs> reminded Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? He was just reminding him, because you know what I'm getting ready to do. I'm about to show you. Ezekiel knew it. He says, God, only you know. I've been dealing with this last for several years now. Only you know. But you got to remind yourself that God is in, in control. He is the one that is bringing you through this next place. And to get back to the pray, that you, you have to pray. You have to pray. And understand that James 4 and 8 tells us to come near to God and he will come near to you. When you come near to God, 
He's going to draw near to you. When you come to the altar, he is going to come near to you. You know, every, every week, I mentioned it before, that we are praying. There's a big sign over here. It says prayer. In the back, it says prayer. This is a house of prayer. Today, we make sure we all understand that this is a house of prayer. And we're going to turn that into a house of prayer. If I can get all my prayer warriors to come forward just really quickly, because understand something. If we don't do what the Word of God tells us to do, we're like everybody else. And we're not like everybody else. You're far from it. There's two things I want you to get. There's going to be a video that's going to play. During that time, I want you to be able to come up for prayer. Whatever it is, you can come pray about it. We got people out here who want to pray with you about it. Maybe you're not a Christian yet. We would love to honor to pray with you about that. Maybe you want to rededicate yourself. We can pray about that too. Pastor Dan is over here in the corner. Maybe you want to pray a special blessing over him for what he's been doing for the last two years at our church. We can do that too. This is when we encourage each other. This is where bone meets bone. This is where we come together as bodies at the body of Christ and we do what we're supposed to do. As you are walking away through the exits also, also up at stage, there's some little momentous little bones that are here. There's no magic in these bones. It's just a little piece of plastic, but it's just to remind you that today we're changing. Today is a new day at Central. While people continue to pray, I'm going to speak a blessing over all of you. And Chris, Chris is going to sing a song. So, but I want to thank you guys for coming this morning. And again, uh, as you do uh, leave, there are some momentous bones. These aren't, these aren't, there's no power in these. Just say point of contact so that we understand um, that today is a day of change. Today is a day we change our culture. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that every person in the sound of my voice as they leave here are protected. Raise up a hedge of protection around them. We know the enemy's plans are evil. And we thank you that they have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. That they are the salt and light of the earth. We thank you for, for energy and strength, for the abundance that you will continue to pour into them. We thank you that they are members of the body of Christ and they can do all things through you who strengthens them. We thank you for all that you do and for this new coming week. 
In the name of Jesus, we pray.